everyone and welcome to the Hardcore Podcast. I'm your host Romy Adair and in this podcast we get into the nitty gritty parts and experiences that are often had during the journey to become a professional dancer. Chatting to dancers in training and professional from all around the world creating one safe space that can be shared by many. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. In today's episode, I'm joined by Joshua Green. Hi. Oh my god, I had to cough. Um, how are you? I am doing wonderfully, heavily blessed and highly favoured, but like, you know, as good that. as you can be in a pandemic, I guess. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting through life. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, that's the achievement in and of itself. If you're doing that at the moment, like you're doing as much as you need to be. Yeah, I'm making. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm doing okay. Um, okay, let's get into the episode. Um, let's talk about you and your journey to kind of like where you are now, essentially. But let's kind of start at the beginning. Um. Mm-hmm why you started training where you started training and then kind of talking about what age you decided you wanted to kind of make it a career or at least try to if that makes sense um Mm -hmm. and yeah and then we'll go from there right well for me mine like journey I guess into ballet was a bit different to most people I think because I mean obviously you hear the the stereotypical like oh yeah, I started ballet when I was three because my mom put me there and like, I just do it now, like kind of thing. Uh, That's not even remotely close to what I had. I didn't actually start dancing until I was like, like going to class until I was like 15, 16, because I just didn't want to. (laughs) Basically, my mom would always try and I would just refuse and refuse and refuse. I I don't know why. Like, I just did not have any kind of desire to go. Um... Yeah, but when I was younger, so I was doing like, I played football, I did uh, circus, I did like everything, like surf life-saving, everything under the sun. I just did not do ballet, which was so weird. But it actually like, I got told to go take class because my music teacher at the time, she told me like, oh, if you want to do, because I wanted to do musical theatre, like that was my dream. And she was like, if you need, if you want to do musical theatre, like you need to go and take dance classes. And I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, like okay, you're kind of right. (laughs) So she like recommended me to this uh, dance school and I went and like took a class and then it kind of just like snowballed. So like I ended up taking like, I started with like one class a week on like a Wednesday afternoon, like 45 minutes. And then like slowly and slowly, I just added more and more and more and more. And that was 2016. And then 2017, I went full time at the same school. And then in 20... 18 I moved to Europe so wow. 2016 started 2017 full-time 2018 moved to Europe and I've been here this is my third my third year here so graduating in July and then hopefully well yeah graduating in July and then a job in August so yeah that's, that's pretty much where we're at now but yeah it was a bit I'm not your typical like did it because I could kind of thing you know what I mean yeah yeah no I get that 
Um, that must have been difficult at the beginning. Just kind of start like, do you know what I mean like starting dancing? And I'm assuming you know you're in a class of predominantly girls who might have been doing it a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also knowing that not known but like if you're think you know looking up to other like dancers who you aspire to be like who have been maybe been in training for like long time a long time yeah like I don't know like it must be difficult to start I guess that late mm-hmm. do you know yeah, what I mean like, yeah, I like, def- scratch, like there's a lot of things that you have to like overcome if that makes sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it definitely was especially when I like started honestly like it's kind of stuck because like when so when I started I was like 16 so I was like a you know a young man like growing young man and I was yeah. in a class with like 13 year old like girls yeah. who've been doing it for 7,000 years and yeah, that was me who's like yeah. what is a plie like <laughs> I didn't know anything so like being in that situation is very intimidating and like it yeah. intimidating it's like I'm talking about 13 year old girls as if they're like monsters but like yeah. of course like the girls are fine and my teacher was like the most lovely person but it was just like going into like a new environment where you literally know nothing and like yeah. I guess like the only way that I I honestly am not even sure how I did it because like I'm not a naturally like outgoing person when it comes to that kind of things I'm very like I like what I know because that's easy and like comfortable yeah. so like doing these things where I was like completely new was very like out of the ball for me yeah. But yeah, it was definitely a challenge. And like, I was obviously behind because I'd only just started. So like, I knew from the get go that I needed to like, push 10 times harder than most people to catch up, I guess, if yeah. you want to word it that way. Yeah. And like, while like, now I don't get stressed going into a class, like, because I mean, I know what I'm doing now. Yeah, like, there's definitely still that feeling of like, oh, you need to catch up. Like, definitely, I think it I don't think that will go away for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, my class at the moment at school, like, because I have repeated my graduation year mm. because of Corona and, you know, things just mm. falling apart. Um, so I'm in a class with boys that are not old, but predominantly younger than me. And like, mm-hmm. it is, it still is like that little like thing in the back of your head, you know, where you think, oh, like, these boys are like, two, three years younger than me. And like, we're doing the exact same thing. So you have to like, push and push and push to you know, almost meet the expectation I guess it sounds dumb but yeah no yeah, it's, I, it's there definitely has been that that like with yeah. age that you're obviously going to be of a higher level and exactly. when you're down class that are like younger than you and even like I felt this um and I'm, we'll talk about this later but like when you're in a situation like okay for, for example like at Jeanne that like everyone's at different ages be anything mm-hmm that like some people I don't know what age it went up to maybe 18 but there's people that there were like a lot younger than me um and there is that expectation and I'm sure other people felt it like the older ones felt like they had to be like so much better than the younger ones or like Mm -hmm. or like that kind of natural kind of that it would because obviously in a lot of people's brains that like the older you are some in something you'll be better in that or whatever yeah and sometimes that always not going to be the case but like because people assume there's that pressure so yeah I guess that's something I've definitely had to really learn the hard way is that like especially in ballet but I guess like all things in life that it really isn't a race in a way like 
okay, sure. Like, okay, there's like boys that I know from around the globe that were doing like 10 pirouettes when they were like 12, you know what I mean? And like yeah. when I was 12, <laughs> I was like kicking a football and like doing handstands. Like, uh, and like, okay, yeah, they were doing that when they were 10, but like now, like as time goes on, like I'll get there, like I'm doing that now. So it doesn't really matter that they were doing it then. And that's yeah. something that it took me forever to like, understand is this isn't a race and like every flower blooms at a different time yeah like yeah it took me forever to understand it and like I would say I've only understood it in the last year or so but like understanding that like yeah okay like my body isn't you know because when your ballet's not natural so like (laughs) my bones weren't formed in that like turned out rotated position and my hips don't like as much as I'd like them to but of course like I've kind of just learned like yeah just give it time like just just breathe chill out and like things will happen when they're supposed to happen and like it's yeah it's come in handy but I think that's something that especially in ballet and especially in comp world because when I was home like I was a competition kid like I did you know you name it I did it yeah and like uh it was especially going into comps where it's like you need to like it's about winning and like you need to be the best and blah 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 um having that like concept of like oh you can actually take your time to improve and you don't have to be the best right now that was something that I didn't really like understand until recently but I think it's definitely an important thing for especially ballet dancers because it is so like everybody is so different and the way that our bodies function like is so different so it's like even in my school where we have like uh like there's like a a type if you want to say like there's a type of body and whatever like even like I look around my class and I'm like this group of people who we've all been assessed into the same like group from around the world and like still everyone is so different you know what I mean so like Mm. I think it's yeah it's one of those lessons that you have to learn yeah exactly um it's interesting kind of going back to what you were saying like the whole thing about like oh like there's people in your class who were doing like this and this when they were younger and you weren't doing that um I think there's a lot of and like that's something that still affects like I think that affects anyone every anyone really in dance because there's always going to be one person who was training in a like somewhere who their training would have been was so much like intense so much more intense or they were doing it Mm. from a younger age and there's always yeah there's always going to be someone who's kind of who's like that's been their life which is fine Mm -hmm. but I think it's kind of interesting and what I guess what people who were like comparing themselves to that um what would you call it like experience like, yeah. um I think yeah like you said like you were comp- you're going through and comparing that you like kind of didn't have that experience and, and then you I guess just you know realize that we all bloom at our own time and stuff like that but um I think what's interesting this time that I have noticed like with teaching that like obviously younger dancers are becoming like quite obsessed with like all these like tricky things mm-hmm. but then yeah. what like what ha- I, and I'm, I don't know maybe I'm the only one that feels this way but I feel like eventually like everyone kind of like plateaus out mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like I feel like yeah. you hit age and it's like there might have been like doing a certain number of pirouettes at like 12 but in like six years time it's not like they're doing dub like doing you know, it it's not like yeah. that it keeps I don't know because then like what would yeah, that yeah. be easy but like no, I, 
Yeah. I I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I I agree. I think there is definitely like, there's these people that you see and like, they're like, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, and they're doing like Grandpa and like uh, Tchaikovsky and like all these things that are like meant for principal dancers. And it's like, that's um, amazing to like, that's impressive. Yeah. To look at and be like how like yeah where are you from <laughs> yeah but like yeah I think personally there's just a me thing I, I don't know it might be just a me thing well I guess it's just an us thing <laughs> where like you do I think you do notice that they like the improvement sure there, may, there might be some and there is I'm sure there is because I feel like it's impossible They're to take always, every day yeah. and not improve yeah. but you don't like see this like oh my god they've improved you know what I mean where I feel like if things are taken a bit slower and there is this more focus on like you know your proper technique and like you know the rotation of your hips and your tondus and your placement and all these kinds of things I think Mm. that like improvement might okay it's slower of course it's slower but I think in the long run it makes more sense because a your career will last longer b like your technique's going to be a lot more solid and c I think it like mentally for the dancer themselves personally I think it would be a smoother transition that's Mm. just what I think Mm. but yeah of course you see all these like it also doesn't help with like social media now because like everything is put on Instagram and Facebook and Snap and yeah talking all this stuff and it's like you just see all these people doing these like double cabrioles and like triple tour on there and like all these things and it's like okay like cool but like can you do a tondo in fifth? You know what I mean? So it's like, you like, yeah, I, I agree. I think social media and ballet may not be the best combination, mm. but I mean, at the same time, everyone takes their own road. So if that's the road that someone's going to go, and I'm sure those people are successful. And I mean, what they do is amazing. Like you can't deny okay, it. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's impressive. It's so like, bravo. But like, for me personally, I, I don't know, but, I don't think I could have lasted that way but I mean yeah. if people are doing it and they're lasting and having a career like props off like hats yeah. off to you yeah well I'd be intrigued you know kind of looking at that like you know dancers who are you know doing grandpa really young focusing on doing lots of like tricks really young kind of see how that progresses progresses mm. because yeah. obviously I feel like when like it's all quite new in a sense social media is fairly new like it's not even 10 years old like Instagram's not really I don't know it might be 10 years old but like yeah I don't know do you know what I mean like it, that's something I feel like we would be able to see in like 10 15 years time like where are all the yeah. Instagram little superstars yeah and years like in 10 15 years time yeah I'd be curious and I think that will be interesting to see and you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, maybe this like thinking that you have to go slow is like so out, like it's just old fashioned and outdated. Like, you know mm. what I mean? Like, maybe, maybe this is like the new generation, the new wave, you know? So, I mean, yeah, you're right. I just, I guess we just have to wait and see. And have to wait and see. Something will happen. Then we'll, we'll just, we'll, we'll know in a couple of years, I guess. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, okay. Let's kind of go on to. So, the last school that you, wait. I'm getting confused. So when did you start like your first like full-time um like training in Australia when mm-hmm. you kind of decided to like oh yeah like when was that pinpoint of time where you're like yeah. okay try and start doing this properly so, like I know you said you wanted to kind of go into musical theatre then obviously mm-hmm. did that change to be you want to do ballet? 
Well, the thing is, <laughs> no, but yes. Okay. So, again, foggy, foggy, foggy. Because you know how <laughs> people say, like, oh, I've known I wanted to be a dancer since I was, like, five years old and yeah. blah, blah, blah. You know, that, yeah. Again, I just that's just not what happened with me. So I went – so I was dancing – after school, as like, you know, every normal people do. Yeah. And then at the end of 2016, my ballet teacher, she came to me and kind of posed the idea of like, what about you doing full time? Like, would you consider that? Like, is that something you're interested mm -hmm. in? Like, blah, 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 blah. At, keep in mind, at this point, I still wanted to do musical theatre. I was set, I like, I just, I was still like training music like four, three, four times a week. Like I was still, yeah, I was, I was set on that. Okay. And yeah, so she like posed it to me like, oh, what are you going to do like full time? And for me, I always knew that I'm not sure how it is around the world, but in Australia, the education system is a lot, it's structured really nicely. So for us, like me going full time and like going on to online school and then later on, I like actually wasn't able to finish my schooling. So technically I haven't graduated high school, but because mm -hmm. I'm Australian, it's not even a problem. Like it's not a problem. Like I can go back and everything is fine. Mm -hmm. but yeah so going into uh full-time my teacher kind of posed it and I was like yeah look I you know I it seems it seems like it would be beneficial for me uh the blockages was that both my parents are school teachers so for them having me leave like traditional education and having like so I have three siblings and having all my other three siblings stay in this traditional education and this whole like new world of what online school is and what that means and how mm -hmm. that works and all of that was a scary time so mm -hmm. my teachers had to like sit down with my parents and they like my parents came and watched class and then they like talked with my teachers and they like is Josh gonna be able to be a ballet dancer like is that a realistic thing or should we you know they like had to yeah. calm down a lot about it but yeah so I started in 2017 in the beginning of 2017 I went full-time okay. at Karen Island mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. Australia which was honestly probably the best decision I ever made like mm -hmm. it changed my life because I went from dancing to do musical theater to dancing for ballet which is again like a, another thing that just kind of happened accidentally but yeah, yeah like I wouldn't change it but yeah 2017 mm -hmm. yeah okay how was it difficult struggling like juggling school and dancing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I, I I found it really hard at the beginning time management is just not a skill I possess like I I don't know how people do it like it's impressive I just don't get it like I try my best as well like, I will set multiple alarms for one thing and still end up late I don't know how it happens it just does it's just not something I'm good at um so that was like a challenge was to go to dance from like eight till three in the day and then potentially have afternoon classes and then come back and like try and like sit down after like x amount of hours of doing like, yeah. dance and then try and sit down and like learn about history I'm like I don't want to do this right now like I want I want food I want to shower and I want to go to bed like that's I have three needs after death and school is not one of them yeah so it took me a long time to like figure out a way to make it work but luck yeah. thank thank the heavens for my teachers because they actually gave us Mondays off and they were like look we understand school is a lot and like online school for us was an equal amount of school to actually going to school so okay. it wasn't like lessened it wasn't quote-unquote made easier in a way so okay. I it was a struggle bus so my teachers gave us Mondays off and that was like 
thank you <laughs> because we yeah. wouldn't have been able to do it if not but okay yeah it yeah. was definitely a struggle but you know it's one of those things that you you, you have to do it so you do it you yeah know, exactly. like, just, you make it yeah. work yeah exactly you just have to make it work um yeah. yeah it's always interesting kind of like talking to people who because obviously like like you said the system is quite different um to like Australia compared to overseas like I know a lot of people listening because I know majority are UK would be like oh my god like what like because obviously like in the UK like if you decide to go to full-time earlier like when you're young say 11 there's like three maybe schools um and the workload of like dance to school like is very different you're not doing like a full full day of dance I think it's like I don't know before three hours maybe three or four yeah. And then you've got school. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it's different, your body. Yeah, living. yeah. Like, the whole experience mm-hmm. is very different. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to kind of hear your experience of doing, having to juggle school and yeah. dancing, particularly. Yeah. yeah. And that makes sense. Um, okay, well, let's talk on to you. So you, that was 2017. Correct. And then in 2018, that's when... Hong Kong was the when we went to Jenna, wasn't it? Pretty sure it was. It, it was. was. How was I kind of want, yeah, I'm intrigued to talk about that as from your experience. Was that your first competition as, as a ballet in ballet or not? Jenna for me was so in Australia, our season starts in January, so we run January, January yeah. to December. Yeah. yeah, so my like end of 2017 through to like so from October of 2017 to about the same time of 2018 was the most busy like packed Ah, year of my life like I did everything under the sun and it was it was crazy so Mm. in 2017 uh, I did like YGP Australia at the end of October and then in the beginning of 2018 I had like we have like an RAD awards that I did there was uh, like the national it's called the Sydney Stedford and it's like this yeah yeah everyone from Australia and New Zealand kind of comes together I did that I did uh, Asian Grand Prix I did you name it I did it like I flew to America for YGP I yeah I did everything so Jenna was actually like wrapping up my comps that was like the second last or third last one that I did so by Jenna I was like quite a competition kid like I, okay. I knew yeah. how competitions worked. Obviously, it was one of the bigger ones I'd done. But, yeah, no, Jenny was not my first uh, bout at the rodeo, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's always, that's interesting because I think, um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, that's going to be different for everyone. And it's kind of interesting how some people kind of go into the experience. I mean, obviously, this happens like a bit more seasoned than others. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 of course. So I'm kind of intrigued, like the whole, like deciding to go, I guess, into that competition circuit late 2017 and for quite a lot of 2018 by the sounds of it, mm-hmm. was that kind of a way of like, I guess, getting out of Australia in the sense of going for, op- do you know what I mean? Like going yeah, to get, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then try and get training out to like mm-hmm. go and get, a prof- you know, into a professional school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see, again, something I just stumbled on. Like, <laughs> I, I mentioned that I did YGP uh, in Australia yeah. in um, 2017, at the end of 2017. Yeah. So 2017 was my first full-time year. So I, I was still, like, musical theatre, woo! Um, okay. And then 
I was just at my school and everyone at my school was going to YAGP. I wasn't even like going. I just kind of like, everyone had already like done their registration, sent their forms, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like chilling in the corner, like have fun guys. Like, yay, team oh, KIDC. Like I was like cheerleading them basically. Yeah. And then my teacher was like at one day, I remember it so vividly. I was stretching on the piano and she turned to me and she was like, Josh, why don't you go to YAGP? And I was like, I don't know, like, why not? Like, it was in Brisbane. So I come from like a tiny little town, like in this, like just south of Brisbane, a couple hours south of Brisbane. And yeah. YGP was in Brisbane. And my teacher was like, yeah, like everyone's going, you might as well go. Like, just if you don't get anything, like you're not looking for anything. So like, if you get anything, that would be fun. And if you don't, like, it'll be a good couple of days. And I was like, yeah, look, fair point. So I sent my registration, blah, blah, blah. I went to Brisbane, did YHP for a couple of days, and then uh, managed to get a bunch of scholarship offers, which was not even on my radar. Uh, bonkers! So like, so I'd, by the end of that, I'd like I had a ticket to New York for the finals, and I had like my ticket around Europe to do my auditions. Yeah. It was just it was something that I, I didn't even plan on, and it just happened. So like wow. again, lucky accidents, like so happy for it but yeah mm. I didn't I, I like going into comms kind of what you're saying like I didn't go into these comms being like oh I need to leave Australia it was like okay let's have some fun and then like it just kind of snowballed in a way yeah but yeah no it was something that just kind of happened because mm. I think I mean I guess I said that because I think that's what a lot of people yeah. use like competition I mean, for because it makes sense like I mean it makes the, perfect sense yeah is it there's barely any companies in Australia and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. I don't know like there's too many dances for like the work in if you're yeah, playing it's so like, true. um yeah. and it makes sense that people want to yeah I mean, did that make sense yeah. yeah um so yeah I mean that's in, that's wow <laughs> I wasn't really expecting that like oh wow that must have been really like a lot going on at once it and it's like quite hectic Mm-hmm. it was like I remember my mum one day she came to me and she was like this it was like maybe I think it was actually we were like in New York like going through the whole experience of YGP yeah. and I remember my mum coming to me and just being like what what like what are we doing like how did this happen because like five months earlier I was like I'm gonna be on Broadway and then like then I was like sitting in Lincoln Center like at a ballet competition it was just like the weirdest like the steepest learning curve ever and I remember my mum just turning to me and being like this is crazy and like it's not lost on me like it was one of the it's it is it's crazy it doesn't make any sense but like I don't know it's just the way my life worked and like I don't know it's I find it really quite cool I'm very proud of it actually yeah well I'm everything happens for a reason you know like if it was meant and that's why it happened like Mm -hmm wasn't completely random in that sense but at the same time it was kind of not expected yeah. I guess for you yeah 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 um so how was like after, I guess coming out out of the white like YGP Australia mm-hmm. were you like were you offered like auditions was that kind of like a yeah. were you scouted by like schools in Europe is that kind of yeah. how the John Cranko thing Mm-hmm. So for Australian YGP, it works a little bit different to the rest of the world. So obviously the rest of the world, they do like a competition, right? Yeah. We don't have that. We It's just bunches of masterclasses, basically. You have this okay. piece of paper that you, you tick your schools that you would like to be interested in. You uh, 
give it to the YGP people and then they, you know, you take your classes and they do their magic. Um, yeah, so for me, like, I got, I got approached by Larissa, who's the wonderful woman who arranges YGP. Mm-hmm. And she approached me in the hall and was like, oh, like, what's your plans? What are you doing? Like, blah, 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 blah. And I said, oh, like, I'm really interested in the German schools, like, da, 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 kind of just spoke over my page. Funny thing, the page that I'd, like, ticked all my schools off, John Krenko wasn't on that page. So when she came to me and she was like, oh, German schools, like, because I I love contemporary. Everything about that is just, like, it's beautiful. I love modern and, like, all those kinds of things. So I was Mm. super interested in Hamburg. Um, Mm. And then, yeah, so I'd, like, did the YGP thing and I got like you know a bunch of my offers and John Krenko was there and I was like oh interesting because like I didn't think that I really fit the type for John Krenko I didn't really think Mm. that uh I would even want to come here and like just based on like my style and you know the way that I mean Stuttgart has this reputation for like pure classical dance and like yeah these these beautiful lines and things that you do yeah heavy heavy Vaganova so yeah I just didn't think that was going to match me very well but then when I got this uh scholarship I was Mm. like oh okay so cool so then you know went and explored it a little bit further in this like Mm -hmm. the following January or whatever it was Mm. but yeah that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah again another unexpected thing that just kind of happened (laughs) wow um okay well I think it's kind of fitting to talk about kind of like how we, I guess like, I don't know, like how we met Jeanne. Yeah, um, of course, yeah. And that's how we know each other. For yeah. Some people, what the hell? <laughs> Not what the hell, but do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know, like what was, because obviously, okay, I hadn't done any, this was my, that was my first, oh, no, actually, no, it wasn't. I lie. I think that was like my third mission, <laughs> but like, I don't Do you know, days. big one it was like mo- a lot yeah. of ballet, like when they're kind of small it's like one or two days or whatever and it's literally yeah yeah not that or whatever um but it was like mm. you know you know flying across the ocean um yeah. different country a week how was that like was that before you'd done like gone to the YGP in America so was this you kind of like no, I, I did I did New York finals before I did Jenny so Jenny okay. for me was a little bit more relaxed so you, okay so I you think. went there kind of like oh okay kind of you, you expect had I it. kind of knew what I was going into yeah that was good that's good um did you in um did you enjoy it did you enjoy it <laughs> Jenny was hands down one of the most enjoyable weeks of my life I had so much fun that week like yeah it was fun from it was I don't even know Jenny they call it like the friendly competition and it genuinely mm. is because like I remember being there and just like there was no like competition in a way like okay yeah we were competing but no one was competing if that makes sense like yes there was prizes but no one really cared about who got what it was more just about like I don't know it was it was one of those it's one of the only times I've been it did it was one of those things where like I was more like happy for my friends who got medals than I was for myself which was like the weirdest feeling ever and I remember when um so vividly when Jordan got called for the audience choice mm. I lost it I was like I am so happy for this kid like there was no like that was, that was I don't know I just didn't like it didn't I don't even know if I'd been given an award at that point but like I, I don't know it's just like one of those things that I was just like 
it was so nice to have this like genuine connections with all these people and like as you said like I mean you stay in contact like there's like a bunch of the the kids from Jenny that I talk to like at least we we check in on each other and like if I'm in the same city as like other people will like meet up and like Mm. it's just one of those things that's like I I love Jenny I loved it I could not recommend it more yeah yeah I really enjoyed it too it was I think it was a really like guess just like nice experience yeah Yeah. I don't know and I love I don't I love the fact that there was just like people from everywhere and it wasn't like a super like I guess bitchy um yeah I think because obviously that happens um but yeah no but that's good yeah that was super nice, actually. I yeah, the it's the vibe. It was completely the vibe, especially coming yeah. from a comp scene where I've done comps before that I'm not like that. And it's okay. it's, yeah. a, it's about that gold medal and that like you're there to win and then and buster. So like mm-hmm. going into a comp where like it was genuinely more just about like enjoying the time we had with each other and supporting each other. That was yeah. I don't know. It was something special. It really was. Yeah, it was good. Yeah um yeah that must have been I guess like interesting because I mean I've never done anything like YGP or like other I don't know like what other Sydney Stanford or whatever um but I'm assuming they're maybe a little bit more yeah it was a little bit more intense I guess yeah intense um yeah YGP was a lot especially Mm -hmm. because like it is so well known and is it's it's yeah. very competitive like it just yeah. is that way I'm not that way naturally I I feel like with comps I'm a bit more I always went in I just to be quite frank I liked competing because I liked meeting people and I just like talking to people and being like hi like who are you where are you from let's be friends rather mm-hmm. than like I need the gold like mm-hmm. I never really went into like of course like you go if you're competing of course you're going in with like oh I really want to do well but yeah yeah it was never about like quote-unquote winning for me it was about yeah. like having the fun and enjoying the experience but I also think that enjoy like going in with that approach of like I'm just gonna have fun meet people dance as best I can you know train hard blah 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 I think that's like kind of one of the reasons I did well at comps was because like I wasn't thinking about the comp I was just there to enjoy it which is ironic but I genuinely think it like helped a lot but yeah I mean definitely Jenny was yeah a lot more chill than other comps that I've done yeah yeah I mean people were saying that so that makes sense and Mm. yeah um let's go on to kind of so after 2018 Mm -hmm. um when did you move to Germany in the end of 2018 so what I was saying about things being busy is like that was end of the gen jenny was the end of august and then directly the week following i had asian grand prix in hong kong so i stayed in hong kong yeah and then after asian grand prix i flew home and then i had like a week and then i did my solo seal on like the friday on this on the sunday was like the sydney stedford finals which was a whole other stressful experience and then like a week after that i was on a plane like moving to europe so it was like okay wow that's quite i was jam-packed like I don't know how I did it, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so the end of 2018, I moved in. I started the 2018-2019 season mm-hmm. in Stuttgart, mm-hmm. and you've been there for three years, correct? You. Yeah. So I was meant to graduate last year, but because mm-hmm. of uh, 
corona and you know everything shut down yeah and then I went home and had a bit of a injury problem and then it just made sense for me to repeat and mm. yeah it's just I just couldn't graduate last year there yeah a lot what of things that were injury? out of my control Sorry. yeah what was your injury I w- was a bit silly and sprained my spine which was not nice what's it just seen um, one did that all before yeah it was yeah look it was an interesting experience because like it was just me trying to keep in shape while we weren't at while I wasn't at school so it was just like I was just doing a little bit too much when I should have been letting my body chill out yeah um and then yeah so I led to spraining my spine which was not fun Mm. um yeah so I, I laid down for about like two and a half months basically didn't really move around a lot and then mm-hmm. it was a slow 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 start getting yeah. back into like dancing and being able to you know like lift my legs Be- in Arabic yeah, and stuff. But, were, yeah I can imagine yeah it was it was it was not fun but mm-hmm. you know you I guess you learn something from everything like I'm, yeah. I'm grateful yeah. to the experience but yeah it wasn't fun was that in Australia like yeah yeah, yeah. So that was in like, that must have been, if we went, school shut down in March. So that yeah. must have been in the April or the May. Oh, so quite soon that, after you. Yeah, like, it was, yeah. Like to go home, was, yeah. yeah. Yeah, really, really quite soon. But mm. yeah, so it must have been the May. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Was it, how kind of was your experience being, in COVID, obviously, you were in Australia for like quite a lot of, I guess, the lockdown. Yeah. And we know that Australia's in a very different place to Europe um, mm-hmm. with their COVID situation. Um, so, how was that like when you were over there? Things opened not like like quite soon, didn't yeah, they? So for me, yeah, it was really good, and because like I am from such a small place, like yeah. I'm from a tiny little beach mm-hmm. town so I'm yeah. not from a big area and like it was almost like COVID didn't exist okay like, for my when I went home of course I had my like two-week quarantine I had to do because I'd flown yeah and that you know made perfect sense of course and then there were like some rules for about like I was probably maybe two or three months there was like a start like some little things like mm. uh for example like you if you were going out with a friend like just for like a walk along the river or something you could only be in groups of two and then that got lifted to three people together and then like of course there was the distance and like but yeah. where I was from masks were not a thing at that point because because it was so not, yeah it was it's so small and like taken away like in cafes as well they had like a limit on how many people could be in the cafe or mm. you know in the restaurant and stuff like that but yeah it didn't it never really like felt now that I'm back and living like in yeah. full corona time yeah. <laughs> being in Australia didn't feel like COVID Cor- at all in any way really yeah so it was yeah it was it's a it's a it's a it's almost like a different world at the mm. moment there well yeah exactly yeah. it is mm. um did you have to do the quarantine in like the ho- like the hotel quarantine I did not thank god <laughs> did I you leave like early enough I got it like just in time. I, I landed in Australia on the day that the 14 day home quarantine got put in place. Okay. And then so it was like a, about a month after that, that the hotel quarantine started becoming okay. like really, really a big thing. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. I, I missed it, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. My God. I could not imagine. 
imagine doing that. No, I don't know how people do it. I have friends that have done it and it's like, I would go insane. I would go actually yeah, insane. I Yeah, no, it looks, I don't think I could do it. Um, yeah. So, you know, so you weren't able to graduate in, I guess, like the year that was New Fergie because it was, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, li- like you said, like you literally couldn't. Um, yeah. You've come back and you've, you're in your last year how's that been coming back from your injury but also with like COVID restrictions and I'm assuming your timetable isn't like is it the same as it was pre-COVID? My timetable now pre-COVID compared to pre-COVID sorry is like more intense I don't know how that happens. I don't know (laughs) so coming back was like such a like because I fully because last year I also had a contract so I, I was I could okay. have gone you, into were, company you life. could have gone into work okay yeah I just I personally like, I spoke with my teacher uh, my teacher at the time and we decided that it would be better if I came back to school and did another year just because I I personally was not comfortable going into a company life and trying to start my career coming off an injury and coming off having to mm-hmm. like class in my lounge room you know what I mean mm-hmm. like I yeah. wanted to be able to train properly especially coming off yeah. an injury and being weak so it was something that I was important to me so mm-hmm. I came back um best decision um I am so happy that I did this uh yeah. my teacher has I've got a different teacher now as so when I moved I had the same teacher for two years and he was amazing I loved him mm-hmm. and then uh now I've got a new teacher which is also great because now I'm just getting like the best of both worlds yeah um it's a different class different group of boys and I love these boys like this mm-hmm. group of boys is great like they're just I, I really vibe with them really well mm-hmm. um the school's been really good like it's been like crazy I've had a lot of opportunities given to me this year that I would not have got last year so it's been it's been a really really good decision really really good decision yeah of course it's got its struggles everything does like yeah coming back was not easy because Mm. of course like when you injure yourself you do have those like pains for a while and like yeah you have to feel things yeah yeah exactly so there was a long time probably up until december i could still feel my back and like every now and then if like if i don't sit correctly for like long enough i'll feel like oh that hurt like a little bit more than it should Mm. um but yeah nothing serious now but of course like coming back and like having these pains was so frustrating and mm. but I mean you know you you move on <laughs> you, you yeah just exactly the best you can and like it, yeah. push and you know keep your body safe and do all those mm-hmm. kinds of things and that's what I did and it's all good now mm. but it was definitely hard oh it was definitely hard especially coming back when um I'd seen so many of my friends be able to dance like of course because that you know all that we all come from like everywhere so like mm-hmm. seeing them be able to like either take class like properly or like be in studios and me like laying yeah. in my bed like not able to move was yeah. a very frustrating time so then coming yeah. back I I kind of mentioned it before like that feeling of being behind and needing to catch mm-hmm. up like that was just heightened because okay. I'd seen all these people come back and they're like in shape and I'm like <laughs> can't even like hold a first position without like my rotators cramping because like I just haven't yeah. used those muscles in so long yeah. so it was like it was a struggle like mm. I'm super grateful for my teacher because he understood it and you know gave me the time to that's good that's really, good. really really good about it mm. but yeah it was a struggle but I mean what doesn't kill you makes you stronger 
exactly that's literally I always say that that's so funny um so I mean I'm intrigued so you said you had a contract last year is that I don't know did like that get is has that continued that is that saying has the company oh that's like what's been the situation you don't have to like name anything but yeah 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 I mean, for like legal reasons, I can't say names, but I- that's okay. Um, I had, so my contract from last year, I emailed them and was like, hey, look, this is the situation. Like, I need yeah. you to know it's nothing to do with the company. Like, it's mm-hmm. purely a choice for myself and for my own well-being. And yeah. I never got a reply, which was very stressful. Oh. I was like, oh, okay. You know, look, fair oh. enough. Um, I, yeah. you know, it, that's, I, I can't tell them if they should or shouldn't reply to me. Like, it's fair enough. And then... So this year coming in, I was like, well, that's gone. So I need to like really figure it out. And I was super lucky. I had like, uh, because I did the whole like audition thing last year. So I had like my contacts in like, you know, these companies that I really, really wanted to go to. And like Mm -hmm. my teachers were being super, super helpful this year. And I was a lot more confident to ask for help. That was something I didn't know you could do. Last year, I didn't realize I could go up to a teacher and say, hello, do you have a contact in, you know, wherever? And then, you know, they can put me in contact with the director or a ballet master or something, something, something like this. Yeah. And like, I was a lot more confident this year doing that. So I had a lot of like close calls with a lot of like major companies that I was so like set on like going yeah. to. Mm. Um, but, you know, things just, you know, things pan out the way they do and Corona kind of came and kicked me in the butt. Yeah. But, you know, I like, it was either like, I was so close to getting the contract or like the dancer wasn't leaving anymore or like, yeah text us again like you know email us again in at the beginning of the next season because like now it's not a good time you know it was a lot of this and like while like that's frustrating because like you know Mm. you want to be you know moving forward with things Mm. at the same time it's like completely understandable and like at least there's like you know there's like there's that hope for the next season or the season after that or you know like Mm. I still have that string open yeah but I was super lucky because I was in a variations class actually and I mm. walked out, like we'd just finished and I went and checked my phone because, you know, I just picked up my phone, whatever. And I had an email yeah. from the company and I was like, oh, like, hello. <laughs> and they were like, hello, like, dear Joshua, like, we're looking <laughs> for dancers again. And like, we remember you from the last season. And like, can you send us your things? Like, send us your video, your CV, your, you know, all this stuff. And I was like, like, of course, I'm not going to say no to that. So I sent all my video, I sent my CV, I sent my photos, everything. And then like, the next week I got the email like, oh yeah, like, congratulations like we're gonna offer you a contract again I was like thank thank you like (laughs) it was the biggest sigh of relief because I was like oh I don't have to stress like I was so nervous coming back about doing the whole audition process I'm sure you know auditions are not fun they they are the worst yeah but you know it's just part of the gig and yeah I was so stressed about it but coming back Mm -hmm. and like having it almost just like given to me in a way I was like Oh, I remember just like running in the studio, like screaming and just like lying on the floor. And then like all my like classmates came over and they're like, what, what, what? And it was just like one of those moments where I was like, oh, thank, thank you. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I did to deserve like that kind of karma, but it was nice. It was really, really mm-hmm. nice. But yeah, so now I'm signed with them. Um, for the Congratulations. Thank you. That's so exciting. I mean, I don't know where, but that's, you got a job. So that's, that's exciting. Okay. <laughs> thank you yeah that's fun um so you all you have to really focus on is I guess like graduating and yeah 
yeah I mean as I was saying about like our schedule being so busy like Mm. this year I've been so so lucky with like a lot of opportunities have been presented to me like for me like because like I'm quite into the choreography side of things I don't know you've probably seen things on my Instagram yeah yeah yeah, like I'm quite into the choreography side of things and I've been choreographing so much this year like ridiculous amounts so like I'm super super busy with these kinds of things and okay I have like a new piece like a new creation that's being done for the school and mm. like so the end of the like the end of the year for our like gala thing and then yeah the the director told me he wants to keep it for the next year as well like when I'm gone they're gonna have them do it again and like That's yeah sick. there's been a lot of like the choreography things I've choreographed for like all our kids that have done like pre and you know like all these like competitions yeah. that oh, okay. school yeah. goes to I've been like choreographing mm. for them like everybody's audition solos like you name it I did it <laughs> it's like a lot <laughs> of stuff but it's been so good because it's been something that a keeps me busy Mm. b is challenging so it's nice to like you know have to be on your toes about it and like it's Mm. it's just been something that's really like opened up a new world to me that I didn't Mm. know that I could go into you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it's been really really nice to like have these things outside of like you know obviously focusing on my class and you know getting my variations looking nice in my tech obviously those kinds of things are important but Mm -hmm. it's been really nice to have this like kind of separate bubble to focus on something that's completely different yeah yeah no I've been super super busy but I guess that's like basically it is the end of the year is like you know classes exam not excited um (laughs) and then yeah the like the performances at the end of the year if 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 we can have them but Mm. yeah it's just been now it's just like I don't want to say it's smooth sailing from here on out but the path is super clear smooth sailing but yeah Yeah. that's exciting um I don't really have anything else to say I don't have any other questions but is there any you know like to finish off on a note kind of I guess like for the listeners um any advice that you'd give them whether it be with competitions or like anything any time that you feel that you've like learned or overcome something and kind I don't know do you know what I mean like any advice in terms of that I think if like I could go back to my little younger (laughs) self yeah there'd be like a couple things that I would like you know of course tell myself Mm. but like I should have not been as like scared I guess to start dancing because I came from I I mentioned it before I come from a small place and males dancing there is not a thing it's just Mm. not and it did take a lot it took me like 16 years to get over that you know what I mean and like yeah every time that you know because obviously people know that you're like a dancer before you actually dance like my mom knew it everybody knew it like you you kind of like dance around the hallways and whatever and of course like being a male dancer in a small town was the most difficult thing ever but okay. mm-hmm. it was very very challenging with you know like bullying I bullying guess stuff, yeah. that way and like you know the I guess like the the scrutiny that you get for it so I would definitely go back and tell myself to just like don't care about those people because like I look at myself now and I'm like I'm doing what I love in Europe like living my dream at like as a teenager and like then there's these people who like you know were bullying me and like I look at what they're doing and I look at my life and I'm like I'm happy that I did this and I'm like that I've turned out this way yeah so it's like I would tell myself to just chill out like 
mm-hmm. it's what they say is literally going to stay in the third grade like yeah like at least you know, like yeah yeah like I don't I could not actually tell you anything they said but like I remember it but like yeah mm-hmm. and like you know it's not important yeah. like it's something that I wish I understood a lot earlier yeah for sure mm-hmm. and also like the the whole concept that like just wait like time fixes mm-hmm. literally everything it's like one of those like super cringy like tumblr quotes yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> time heals all but like it genuinely yeah. does like like there's been x amount of things that you know you struggle with and whatever and i mean yeah I'm, everyone has their things like i face just as much as i'm sure everyone has yeah you know so like and it's not about like uh, what it is i guess more or less because everyone's mm-hmm. story is different but i think it's the the understanding that if you just give it time and like you know put that effort in and patience like things happen and like that's just something that like you just need to you know kind of trust the process in a way you said it yeah. before if it's meant to be it will be yeah exactly yeah. and obviously, like it's difficult when you're in that moment to like remind to yourself that like oh yeah that makes sense but it is like it's so true and you have to like you have to keep reminding yourself like that like it doesn't matter what is going mm-hmm. on because it's so easy to yeah. get up in everything and yeah like you need to ground yourself essentially because otherwise you're going to get swept up in yeah yeah it's, it's it's so true it's so true and I think also like kind of uh, rolling off that like keeping yourself grounded it's so important to find the right people I noticed yeah. that actually when I moved here it was mm-hmm. I like I noticed that I struggled more with my ballet life and my dancing and, you know, like Mm -hmm. enjoying the way that I dance or being proud of what I did or like even like so much as like being able to like go into a class like prepped and ready, like ready to work. Yeah. Until I found like that, like that group of people that, you know, supported me more than, you know, who actually gave me that support. Mm. So I think finding that person around you that does keep you grounded and does mm-hmm. support you and does like, you know, yeah. make you not like happy, but you know what I mean? Like you are happier when you're surrounded by people that you love, you know? Yeah. So like when it, when I found those people, like things changed skyward for me. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. you just got to find the right ones. And like, yeah. I think that's a very important thing, especially when you move because professional school, like, it's so different to home. Mm, like, yeah. I go home and I go back to my private school and, like, the difference is crazy. And, like, of course it, of course it is. Like, of, duh. Yeah. Like, it's a private school and a professional school. It makes sense. But, like, moving away from home, like, you know, moving to Europe as, like, a teenager and then being away from your family and your friends that you know and then having to just, like, essentially start from the ground up yeah. is one of the hardest things I think you can do. Mm. But again finding that like those people that make it that little bit easier is so yeah. crucial I think it's so important yeah. I think yeah. it's so important and I think in ballet schools it's understated how necessary those kinds of things are yes definitely I agree like you need mm. don't block off like don't feel like oh like, I'm not here to make friends like I don't know like, yeah. <laughs> like exactly, don't go exactly. in with that mindset at all like you need to yeah. go on I'm looking for my people who you know we gel and are going to support mm-hmm. me and I'm going to support them because yes yeah, well, the training's hard enough if you don't have if you don't Thank have you, school, yeah. 
my god you, i'm sorry like you're gonna be it, you're gonna you're making a struggle that's already a struggle like 10 times harder yeah, my, my teacher says it all the time actually if we're like upset in class or like i don't know or like if we're just doing some like uh-huh. stupid technical thing that's like making our lives way more difficult than it needs yeah, to be he will fully come up to you and be like life is like hard enough already like why why would you do that like don't be stupid like your life is a struggle so like don't make your struggle worse and like okay he says it about like the way that I like fish my foot or like you know whatever like something about like how I'm holding my core but like you can take that into your whole life and it's like moving across the world is hard enough like don't cut yourself off which is something I definitely did because Mm. I I did go in with that like you know I'm here to be a dancer I'm here to train yeah and it was like yeah it took me a long time to understand like no like I can have the best of both worlds like you can enjoy life while you are an elite athlete like it's not mm-hmm. yeah. like, it's not a this or that situation like yeah you, know, you can you can go out with your friends and you can have a little fun but of course there's the work that you need to put in but like I think the concept mm-hmm. and I think it's so prevalent in especially ballet dancers that like idea that if I want to be this like prima ballerina, then I can't have these things. Like I can't have fun and I can't, mm. you know, spend a night out or I can't, you know, enjoy my time. And I think it's so crucial. I think it's crucial to have that balance in life because yeah. I think if you work hard, you should also get to play hard. Of course, mm. you know, within reason, yeah. <laughs> let's be reasonable, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you need to be like in the studio 12 hours a day and then go and like sit at home because you need to you think Mm. you need that's what you have to do you know Mm. but yeah yeah I think having that like balance of your social life and your your friends and your I mean really they become like your family like the the people that I'm like closest to they're they're literally my family like I I'm so like scared about next year because I'm like I'm gonna like I don't know what I'm gonna do without these people like yeah I genuinely have no idea but it's like you need yeah. those those people and I think that's mm. something that is not mm. acknowledged because when you move it's all about you need to work hard and you need to write down your corrections and you need to mm. listen to every single thing that teacher says and you need to do this and that's true like all mm. of that is true but you also need to you know have like the happiness and have the love and have yeah. that support which you get when you're home you get it from your the parents your siblings mm. your your family your close friends that you've known since you were five but mm-hmm. coming away you don't have that especially when well for me it's really difficult because Australian like the time zone is like completely flipped like yeah. I have one real time slot a week where I can call my parents because mm. of the time zone and like yeah. you know finding that support changed my life changed it yeah well not even just like for I guess like that reason but also just like the whole if you go into it with that my the, a very I guess narrow mindset um of thinking it's just has to be like ballet 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 like I can't do any like mm. you know that whole all or nothing approach or like mm. you're going to burn out as well yeah like True. you have to go like I don't know like if you really want to make it a career you need to has to be sustainable like you really need to think mm-hmm. can I like keep this up like can I keep this narrow mindset up for like the next 20 years of my life like I don't know like mm. you know what I mean like it's yeah you have to yeah, think I, term do is yeah you it's the wanna... same like I remember very very vividly I was at mm. a event like a ballet event 
and I was talking to this woman about um going to Cranko and like the way that I was going to go into it and at that time I was really focused on because the studio I came from the most loving environment I've probably ever been in like I yeah. don't think I would have been a dancer if it wasn't if I didn't have the exact teacher that I had because okay. she made me love ballet the way I do and she yeah. made me appreciate it um, okay and I was like so my mindset at the time was coming from this environment of like you know support and I was like okay mm. like I'm gonna go into this like of course working to pull off you know my career but also I want to you know like I'm gonna go in and enjoy my time I'm gonna try and relax mm. into it and blah 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 blah. yeah anyway I was at this event and I was kind of explaining to this woman that like, yeah I'm gonna go in and think like this and she said like oh yeah but like don't don't get caught up in that like don't go in there to make friends like you need to go in there and the words she quote unquote used mm. because I was saying like I'm just gonna like on the first day I was talking about the first day I was like I'm just gonna like you know try my best and she was like oh yeah like don't go in trying trying your best you go in to be the best and I was like um I, I don't I didn't really know how to take it because I was like I'd never thought that way like I told you with comps like I never went in being like I need to be yeah, the best I never did that so it was never part of my like thought process and then after mm. she said that I like and it, this was like at a fairly prestigious event so I was like mm. okay mm. I just it sort of flicked a switch I think and I didn't know that the way that I was well what was being perceived to me of course I see it now that like that was not the truth but to me it seemed like the way I'd been thinking about it and because I came from such a small town mm. to me everyone who like was from the cities or you know had this like stature knew more and they knew better you know like mm. kind of like mother knows yeah. best kind of yeah. vibe mm-hmm. and so I was like oh like maybe I shouldn't be thinking about this as like a I'm mm. gonna try my best and like whatever happens happens like I should be thinking that's a lot more intense and like I think that that interaction really flicked a switch and that was right before I moved as well okay mm. and so it really like like changed the way I yeah. thought and going back like I would just erase that whole conversation from my brain because <laughs> it really like it really messed me up for a long okay. time like it made things so much harder than they needed to be but okay. it was it was yeah it was crazy like how little like it's something so small as like a comment like it was it was one sentence and it just like it changed well of my life yeah but that's like the thing and like you know maybe like for you for example that was you like the situation that happened in an event but obviously like you know more I always think about this like particularly when it comes to like teachers giving corrections and like the mm-hmm. way they might give a correction mm-hmm. can like stick with the student like or I don't know like I'm talking more to do it's like oh a teacher might be trying to correct you on this but they're actually the way they've made the comment has been a little bit like do you know what I mean like yeah more about about your body or about you or and it's like Mm -hmm. and then it's it's something that will stick with you and you'll never forget this one thing and it kind of like affects Mm -hmm. you negatively for like years to come Mm -hmm. and I think it's so interesting kind of like the way that happens like we choose to remember like select things in that sense like yeah. we things like that yeah yeah it is it's 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 one of those things that like it's so dumb but like it's whack that you can get told and like this event was like just coming off the back of like winning Jenny and winning Sydney so I was like yeah. on a high yeah and like it was like a you know I was like at the top of like at my peak at that point you know what I mean like I was Mm. really like doing well 
and mm. like it was so weird how I could get told like you know like compliments left right and center which is like you know like thank you I'm, I'm always been bad at taking compliments but like you know like you get these compliments and it's like the one thing I remember from like that weekend of like events and whatever whatever was going was on that, that, yeah. that, that, that time is that like mm. is this thing that like made me flip my switch and not like the like like the people that were showing me love and like yeah you know I like you know I don't remember the people that like wanted photos or like wanted to just have a chat and like talk about like my dancing like what I was doing and like you know who people Mm. who were genuinely happy for me and what I was doing yeah but this person that told me this thing and now that's like glued in my brain Mm. it's it's so weird and it's the same it's exactly the same with teachers yeah um okay I think that's been I don't know is there anything else you want to add or are we good to kind of round off the episode I reckon we can round it off it's totally up to you if there's anything you want to add I'm happy um now I'm pretty good I think that was I think we had a really great conversation and I think the listeners will enjoy the episode um but before you go where can the listeners find you on (laughs) socials if they want to find you I have not been asked this since Jenny. I remember I was at <laughs> so the day after sorry, story time. No, so the day okay. after um the day after the finals happened. So the finals happened, we had like this event that night, and then the next day, me and Monet, so the female gold medalist, we had to get up like crack of dawn early and we went to this like radio station across Hong Kong and we like yeah. were on the radio and we like had an interview with the radio and I remember at the end of the interview, the lady was like, oh, and like, where can people find you? And that was like the first time I ever got asked it. And I was like, this is such a weird question to me. Cause I'm like, this is what like, you know, you see like on YouTube, it's like James Charles and like this other person. I was like, yeah. that's so weird. Like, just, I was just like, oh, what even? And like, I was like, uh, my Instagram is uh, like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's just like been a long time since I've heard that. Um, my Instagram is Joshua underscore green underscore um and then you know everything's just joshua green find me anywhere <laughs> yeah, yeah i'll leave the description below for this episode yeah, um super basic super basic it's good <laughs> easy to find um it is. yeah okay well i think that was i think that's everything joshua i think that's sure. we've had a great conversation thank you guys mm-hmm. for tuning in to the episode today um, hope you enjoyed it remember to subscribe to us on apple podcast leave a review share the episode do what you need to do um but i hope you enjoyed and you can hear me at the same time next week bye